Welcome to Pink Noise Posse. This is season two of Amplify Your Gold, and I'm your host, Very Sherry. I broadcast conversations with mindset shifters who are showing up in service of elevating our human potential. Today, my friend Jeff Lizowitz joins me, season two, episode nine. One of the things I love about Jeff is that he reminds me of my core value around creativity. And even though I grew up not seeing myself as a creative person, I noticed that so many of my passions and interests were around the creative industry. The things I was drawn to was the human spirit that could create and innovate and make something out of nothing. A sculpture, a song, a painting, a drawing, a garden installation, all of the ways in which people are self-expressed. And what I've come to know about me is that self-expression is my core reason for being and it's my core gift. I was doing some work this past weekend with folks in my authentic relating circle and I was reminded that from our core wound comes our greatest gift. That continues to show up for me and it continues to remind me the role that self-expression plays. And because Jeff is a creativity coach, he's here to help people shine more of that, that which is inside of them, out into the world. So let's hear what he has to say. Let's talk about the impact that you're having on the world, Jeff, through the work that you're doing, the choices that you've made. What do you see happening out there as the ripple effect? Well, the funny thing about the ripple effect is that you largely can't see it. You put something out into the world and it ripples, you know, everything ripples in one way or another, whether it's positive or negative or both or, you know, whatever. Um, But it's kind of rare in my experience to really come around and see what your effect is on the world, unless it's like a regular client, you know, or something like that, or a friend or somebody that you have, um, you know, contact with. But I'll tell you a couple of stories because there have been some ripples that I have seen in the future. This is a summer camp story where so much of my heart lives. So this was many years ago, it was like in college or something. And, um, I was a counselor at Camp Log and Twig. And there was like these bunch of these jock guys playing basketball. And then there was this one guy who sort of wanted to be a jock guy playing basketball, but he sort of sucked. Right. And I kind of watched what was going on there on the basketball court. I wasn't playing, of course, I was playing guitar in the corner. Um, and after the game, you know, I talked to this guy and I said, like, you know, if you, if you, want to be a basketball player and get good at it, you kind of have to go all in. You have to really go for it. You can't just half-ass it and do it once in a while. He's like, yeah, 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 whatever. Okay, fine. So the next summer, I, we both come back. And it's like literally the exact same scene, except this guy 
is really killing it on the basketball court. And I'm like, hey, man, you know, you're looking good out there. You're, you're doing great. He's like, yeah, somebody told me, you know, if you're going to do something, you just got to go all in. Not, you know, remembering it was me and our little talk. He just he got it. He did it. And then he comes back and he's, he's had that change. And I was like, huh, interesting. There's some ripple on that one. Damn. Yeah. So I'm getting two things. One, you got a close-up view of the change in someone's aptitude and capacity in one year. And you also have the humbling experience of being anonymous. (laughs) That is true. What was that like? Well, it is very humbling. Yeah. So the the ripple ripples absolutely occur all the time in our lives and with the impact, you know, the, the the effect we have on people and the impacts we have, sometimes they can be very well seen in, in those kinds of situations. And other times they really cannot. I had another um, just little experience this week. I talked to an old client I haven't talked to in three years or something this week. She's like, I say NFA all the time. It's all about the NFA, you know, not effing around. I'm like, that's cool. Like the word has become part of her lexicon. That's powerful. I haven't talked to her in three years, but she's still into it and she's still rocking it. And for our listeners who may have missed our first season episode together, would you just take a minute to describe in your words, like what your work is? So with this client who's quoting NFA, uh, can you just add some context to what that working relationship looks like? Very Sherry, I'm all about context. I wrote this little book here, Not Effing Around, The No Bullshit Guide for Getting Your Creative Dreams Off the Ground. NFA is the code for not effing around. So I, as a life coach, help creatives to sort of amp up their heartbeat, find their vision, tune it in, step it up, get past their their blocks into the life that they want to live, which includes both the inner world and the outer world. The outer world is like, how do I find the time and how do I understand social media and how do I, like all those kinds of things. And then we also work on the inner world, which is the subconscious, where so much of of our world really lies and we don't even understand it, right? So if our subconscious beliefs and identities are helpful and useful, then great, keep them. But if they're not, they can screw you, not they can screw you up, they will screw you up forever until you were, until you do the work. So that's, that's what I do. And I, as I hear that, Jeff, and knowing you as this person who does this work, I'm thinking about step one is the awareness that you have creativity that you want to amp up, right? Mm -hmm. So first you have to be aware that that is a direction where you can say, I want more of that. And I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm feeling into this awareness that one must have of, oh, that there are blocks, 
that there is a reason why I'm not accessing the level of creativity. And you named external factors and internal factors, uh-huh. which which is a really great um, context setting for uh-huh. both of the all of the ways in which we can have mm, excuses, barriers, like barriers to entry. Mm-hmm. I mean, what often happens is almost all the time, really, is people see the results in their life, but like this is working or this isn't, but they don't understand what's affecting those things. So by coaching people, by helping to see them, see and understand things that they can't see by themselves, it opens up all this new energy and all these new possibilities. So, I mean, we do all kinds of stuff, exercises, guided meditations, um, discussions, all kinds of things like that to really understand what has happened, what what can happen, and really where do you want to go and why? Because if you don't understand the why, you're, you're not even halfway fueled up. Mm, mm. And can you talk about your why, Jeff? Yeah, sure. My why is I've spent my life pursuing various creative goals and I have had some great successes and lots of failures and struggle. And, you know, one of my goals is to help people tap in and move forward without as much struggle. There's always going to be struggle, right? It's like, hey, you're human. It's, you know, it's, it's kind of tough out there, right? But it doesn't have to be as tough as we make it. So I'm really just here to serve people to tap into their truth so they can express themselves. Because one of my core beliefs in my coaching and in my life is that creativity at its best is a way for us to be seen, expressed, healed, and connected. And when we do that, first within ourselves and then within the world, that's where, that's where it gets big and awesome. So what are you working on for yourself these days? I'm working on music. I'm working on writing. I'm working on, uh, you know, on the coaching with my students, working on myself, my own meditations. Um, yeah, I'm doing more guided meditations with beats, all that kind of stuff. And what is it that you want to talk more about? I want to tell people that they largely control their destiny and their destiny will will be controlled by their subconscious beliefs and identities unless they make those things conscious and can make conscious choices. I didn't think of it. That's Carl Jung straight up. <laughs> yeah, until you make the unconscious conscious, your life will happen and you'll call it fate. That is damn close to that quote. Yes. I'm not exactly sure exactly what it is, but that's that's the meaning of it for sure. Yeah. Until you are conscious, until you make conscious decisions, you're simply reacting the things around you largely from an unconscious perspective, which means you're going to keep making the same choices. Thus, you are creating your fate. You can create your fate consciously. 
it's going to be a lot more beneficial to you in the world, but it takes work because you got to dig in there and look at the darkness. It's incredible what I've found when I've been willing to explore the stuff that's underneath the surface. Sure. And, and what I, what I really mean by that is um, I spent a lot of years thinking that, you know, the victim mentality, thinking that someone is to blame for me feeling a certain way. And when you create more awareness, you realize that you were the one having those feelings. I, I was in a situation this summer on a vacation where I was really triggered by a young woman who was a guest where we were staying. And I was so triggered by her behavior because my lens of how to be a good guest meant that there's certain graciousnesses that you offer the people around you and your host. And this individual was just void of those graciousnesses. <laughs> and it really pissed me off. Sounds like it. And, and what I realized in reflection is that I was the one that was having the internal turmoil. I was creating the conflict because I was judging this person's behavior as bad and wrong, as opposed to just seeing that the way I was raised was different than the way this person was raised. And this person is moving through the world without any conscious awareness of the impact that she's having on others. And that isn't her fault. It's what she's been introduced to, right? It's- Well, and she's, and she's unconscious about it. So if she becomes conscious about it, she can then make the choice. Do I wanna be rude to the guests or do I wanna be gracious? Yeah. But what's interesting is I was the one that was deciding that the behavior was rude. Right. Right. Not so, her. She didn't right. think so, that she was being rude. Only I did. So I actually had the problem by having the lens that I had. So I had to own that. That was on yeah. me. Well, um, you know, I didn't mention before here in this talk, but, you know, I practice NLP, neuro linguistic repatterning. And in the training for that, I learned many, many amazing things about how we operate as humans, but this one is relevant. So I'll say it right now. Every human in this world who has ever lived has a unique perspective, right? It's your perspective, your perspective on how to be a good guest in this case, right? So everybody's got their unique perspective, but here's where it gets so funny. Everybody believes that their perspective is right. <laughs> Damn straight. Damn straight, because that's my perspective. So, you know, you believe you should be one way. She believes it should be the other way. There's nobody right or wrong. It's, a, you know, mostly a subjective universe. So the real question is, how can we empathize more? How can we have that compassion? Be like, you know what? She's not on my vibe but there's no need for me to go crazy about it, you know, unless she's directly affecting you and then you can stand up or put your boundaries on or whatever. But, you know, it comes back to that other great quote, don't believe everything you think. That's been a favorite of mine for a long time. And it's interesting how I can have favorited a quote 
you know, that I heard 10 years ago, 20 years ago, 30 years ago. And it's another thing to, to live it, like to feel it in your bones, to really understand the origin of a quote or a cliche or a saying. And I seem to have those experiences when I'm in deep meditation. I'm like, oh, that's exactly what that means. <laughs> and it right. lands. That's right. Now that's I have cellular memory. Right. That's because what meditation does is it turns down your brain and opens up your consciousness. Your, your thinking brain is not the same as your consciousness. Your consciousness is like, I don't even know how to describe it. It's this wisdom. It's this truth that's bigger than what you can know, what you can think. So on this, so when you're quiet enough, when you quiet that brain cell down, suddenly there's like, oh, there's all this new information that was trying to get to you the whole time. It's, you know, I mean, you've heard this, you know, the still pond. If your pond has all these waves on it, you know, you can't really make a new make a new wave when you throw that pebble in it gets washed away in a, in a fraction of a second because there's so many waves but when the pond is still and you throw it in it ripples out cleanly throughout the pond that's where that's where talking about cellular memory that's where this insight this truth comes to you in meditation and instead of just being oh that's a cool quote you know same quote <laughs> this time it's like oh <laughs> I get it. It's across the pond. It's not just, you know, shimmering off the top. Yeah. That's why being quiet and meditating is so important. What else do you want Pink Noise listeners to know about working with you, Jeff? If you're ready to do it and willing to step in, it will change your life for the better. <laughs> and your ideal client, as you said, is someone who is on a path of birthing creativity, creative projects, whether it's writing or music or art. Yeah, I mean, I have clients anywhere from, I really want to write my novel, I've never written a word, to writers from the Washington Post and violinists on Broadway, like high level types, as well as, you know, kind of like I'm trying to get started with this thing. We all have, you know, difficulties. The difficulties in ways are going to be different, but in ways they're really quite similar. It's a little bit astonishing. Um, so yeah, anyone who has a creative heartbeat, I want to talk to. And by the way, that creativity can also be in the form of solopreneurs, right? Uh, Heart-driven solopreneurs. So, you know, people like you, Barry Sherry, who are, you know, doing a business for a reason, not besides making the money, because we all need to make the money, but there's a reason why you're not selling widgets, you know? Like there's a reason why we're doing these things. So anyway, yes, the solo, uh, heart-centered solopreneurs, any kind of artist, writer, screenwriters, musicians, you know, bring it on. And I know you have a lot of content out there. So beyond the previous episode on Pink Noise Posse and some sound clips that are there from the YouTube channel, I know that 
you have some NFA projects, testimonials, so many songs that you've written and produced that there's lots of places for people to tap into you. And I'll put a link to jefflizowitz.com. Yep. I'm going to put that link in the show notes. For some reason, the recording just ended there. Here we are at the end of another episode. What I'm tuning into right now is the importance of the quote by Carl Jung around making the unconscious conscious. I think it's another reason why I connect so deeply with Jeff and his work. It's that this principle is a guiding foundation of my work in authentic relating. And all of the practices are around making the implicit explicit. The more we allow ourselves to be seen for exactly how we are in the moment, the more we can be revealed and own the experience of what it's like to be ourselves. I want to live in a world where more people feel free to be themselves. Next week, I have a conversation with Max Riggs. He is an energetically aware human being who spends his time helping others remove critical thoughts so they can spend more time shining brightly. Stick around. Until then, keep mining and shining the gold within.